Well, welcome once again to the sold out. Come on, Steve. <laughs> sold out. <laughs> sold out. That's, That's what right. you usually do. So yeah, uh, sold out podcast. Cue. Yeah. Well, well, we'll get there. Um, let's uh, let's join together in a, just a quick word of prayer. Father, thank you for guiding us today on this this podcast. Normally, we pray just before we we record, but today just feels like a good deal to ask your help, Lord. We we just rely on you so much to lead us and guide us, open up the hearts and minds of our hearers as well to understand this really, really important topic about who the Holy Spirit is, how the Holy Spirit fills us, and what he does, giving us good gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Just felt necessary to do that. Been kind of a crazy week, a lot of stuff going on, and we've uh, been discussing, Steve, a, a, a big topic, uh, a topic that yeah, some people have even written a book on called The Forgotten God, yeah. uh, referring to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is absolutely critical in understanding of who the Holy Spirit is to make a major impact in the world today uh, for Jesus. What, do you, what, are, what are your thoughts about that? Well, you know, it, it's sad that in the Christian church we, we have Christian authors, Francis Chan, uh, being able to write a book called The Forgotten God, literally saying like, We've forgotten the power, the anointing, the 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 wholeness of the of the Holy Spirit, and then we wonder why churches aren't powerful like they were years ago. And it's simple: we're not tapping into the power source. Yeah, it doesn't take long when you read through the Book of Acts to recognize, man, it's not the same thing. It's like it's a whole different experience from then to now. And uh, I be I believe a big part of that is because we as the Christian church um, have forgotten who we are in Christ, have forgotten the power of the Holy Spirit, and have not searched the scriptures daily like the Berean Christians did to see if the what the apostles were teaching were so. We've kind of allowed ourselves to be maybe spoon-fed a little bit in church and, and haven't done the due diligence to rightly divide the word of truth and, and, and the like. So that responsibility, yes, on our teachers and our leaders, us pastors, but also on the listeners as well. Right. Um, I'm trying to think, is it, is it Timothy that talked about um, there comes a time they'll just want their ears tickled? Oh, yeah. I, I think we're here. Yeah. I think we're at this point where we just want the good news, feel good, feel good about ourselves, live our lives the way we want. And all that stuff can only take place if we're ignoring the promptings and the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So we have to be on our guard against the world, the flesh, and the devil. We've talked about those three things. Uh, we fight a continuous battle. The weapons of our warfare, though, are powerful and mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. But we need the word of truth in our life to uh, be able to do those things. And so we got to go back to Scripture, which is what we'll do today. So we left last broadcast or last podcast uh, with these words we're going to talk about how to be filled with the Spirit and spiritual gifts. When I talk about being filled with the Spirit, there's a command in the Scripture, Steve, that says, be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. There's some wrong teaching out there that teaches that uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit is a one-time event. And uh, yes, I agree that there's significant uh, events in people's lives, encounters with the Holy Spirit, but the Scripture says, be continually filled. So that means that we can... Uh, kind of, I, I don't 
believe we run low on the Spirit, but I believe we aren't as in tune with the Spirit. So maybe a better way to say would be, be continually aware that the Holy Spirit is in you and allow Him to live out from you, right? Yeah, I think we often get the the, the, the biblical truth of being sealed with the Holy Spirit at the point of salvation, um, confused with walking and living out with the Holy Spirit day in and day out. And, you know, so you're sealed once at the time of salvation, and the rest of your life stems out of that relationship, that power of the Holy Spirit. And again, if we don't have that, we're not going to have powerful churches. We're not going to have powerful ministries. We're not going to have life-changing, culture-changing moments take, take place around us because we're not powerful if we are not in tune to the Holy Spirit. If we could do church out of our own human physical strength and not need God, well, God would have told us, hey, you don't need me. You just go do this thing. But Jesus said, hey, it's important that I go. Right. And the reason why it's important that I go, because if I go, I will send the comforter and he will lead you and guide you into all the truth. So what is the truth about the Holy Spirit? I love Nikki Gumbel and the Alpha Course where he teaches on the Holy Spirit and helps us to have some good insight and good understanding. And he basically says there's five categories of people um, in regards to their response to the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to read them and where we can find out about them. We'll just talk briefly about them and then we'll get into some of the gifts. The first group is a group that's longing. Uh, those are the folks that were in prayer for Pentecost and were, yeah, were there when the Holy Spirit came in power on the day of Pentecost. That's found in Acts chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Then we have the receptive folks. Uh, those are the Samaritans back in Acts 8, 14 through 17. Then we have another group, the third group, the hostile group. And we still see some of those folks today, hostile towards the gospel, hostile towards the Spirit. Uh, Paul, actually it was Saul at that time, was very hostile to, to the Holy Spirit, Acts 8, 17 through 19. Then we have a group called the Uninformed Group, Ephesus. Uh, in Ephesus, they didn't know that there'd be such a thing as the Holy Spirit, uh, Acts 19, 1 through 6. And finally, the unlikely group, us Gentiles, uh, all those who weren't Jewish, Acts 10, 44 through 46. When, when you and I kind of talk about this group of five folks, what's your experience, Steve, as you talk with individuals about the Holy Spirit, uh, you teach the youth, you're teaching the church? Where, where do you find it interesting, I guess? I, I probably four and five, to me, seem to be blurred in today's culture. The uninformed and the unlikely. Mm -hmm. um, uninformed meaning they just they've not heard, they don't know, they don't understand the Holy Spirit. And the unlikely, um, actually, I just did a a, a Steve's Devos or a sixty seconds or whatever it was, uh, not too long ago. Well, the question: Can God truly save me? You know, and that, and that kind of falls into the unlikely. They don't believe that God can and God will, and, and so I, I find that to be a, a huge stumbling block in. Um, seeing people set free in Christ in today's culture. Hostile, hostile, I don't know, man. I share my faith all the time. I'm always talking about God. I, I, maybe three times in my life what I'd say an encounter was hostile. I can probably actually tell you I've um, had more Christians treat me hostile trying to share the gospel with me than people who I shared with. Mm -hmm. So hostile, I don't really see that one a lot. Respective and longing. Uh, longing is kind of hard in today's culture because we're not – we're not being informed about the Holy Spirit. So how can we long for something we have no idea about? 
And, and I, that second one, uh, receptive, I really like that one. It's folks that say, you know, um, I don't really know for sure. They kind of then un, uninformed and the receptive to me are kind of two of them together. It's like, I've not really heard of this. Uh, I didn't really know about this, but tell me more about it. Uh, I love what Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They want to know more about what the word has to say. They'll study on their own. They'll see it. And then they'll say, yep, I can see where it's in scripture. I want it. Yeah. I love the fact that the, the receptive ones, they're Sumerians. Yeah. Like the hated Sumerians are the ones that are receptive to the thing of God. And, and kind of, uh, was it Acts uh, 10 or so Cornelius, you know, the first real Gentile conversion with Peter and all that kind of stuff. And, and again, when there was receptiveness by, by the Gentiles and Cornelius and his family, uh, there was also hostility from those who are in the know. And it's, it's always interesting to me how, um, throughout the history of the Christian church, when there's a, when there's a movement of the spirit of God, there's also a movement of negativity that comes from the believers behind it because something new is happening, which is why I always preach against never, ever, ever say we've never done it that way before because God is always doing something new. Yeah, Acts was the chief one about, hey, we've never done it that way before. We've never done it that way before. It was taking the disciples by surprise all the time during those particular things. And, and think about the shock and awe that was going on with them during this whole whole period of time. So um, know this, that if you are uninformed about the Holy Spirit, you're in a group that was found in the book of Acts. And so how do you change that? You get informed, you read the scriptures, you search the scriptures. And so Acts 2, that's a whole chapter on it. Acts 8, Another whole chapter on it. Acts 19, another good part of a chapter on it. Acts 10, great passages to find out more about the Holy Spirit. Now, there's also some resistance to the Holy Spirit. There's some doubts and hindrances to receiving the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to look at that before we maybe get into the gifts on the next uh, podcast. And that would be uh, three common hindrances found in Luke 11, verses 9 through 13. And I think it'd be good, Steve, if we read that. And so I'm going to flip over there really quick. Luke 11, 9 through 13. There we go. And this is where Jesus is uh, teaching about prayer. And he says in, in uh, Luke 11, verse 9, And I say to you, ask, and it shall be given to you. So asking for the Holy Spirit is the first First, really, thing uh, that God's asking us to do. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. To him who knocks, it shall be opened. Now, are we worried that God's going to give us something wrong? Jesus answers that question. For everyone, uh, now suppose one of your fathers is asked by a son for a fish. He will not give him a snake instead of a fish, will he? Or if he asks for an egg, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Is it any more plain than that verse, that if we are to ask for the Holy Spirit and expect the Father to give us his Holy Spirit, Steve? Yeah, and we have to be very careful here, because we, we live in this this very me-focused generation. I, I call it the new the new trinity, me, myself, and I, seems to be who we worship in today's culture. 
and we, we get confused with asking things that are inside the Father's will and then demanding God to do things. And, and I, you know, I, I often talk about this name it and claim it gospel where, where someone told me not too long ago that if I ask for a new truck, God has to give it to me. Hmm. It's not what it's saying. It's not saying that at all. It's saying, hey, I ask for things that are inside the Father's will and, and ask for the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit and you will receive that. And then everything in life should flow out of that. It's just like as a Christian, I mean, you become a Christian, the day you uh, ask Christ into your life is not the day your life ends. That's the day your life starts. And everything needs to stem out of that. And then Jesus said, we, we've talked about this, man. Like, It's better that I go away so you receive the Holy Spirit. And then when we receive the Holy Spirit, what happens is when we understand and we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, everything in our lives, the way we talk, the way we pray, the way we see the world, it all changes, and it comes through the lens of Christ Himself. Yeah, you just and you're just getting started, kids. I mean, you're just getting started at the very beginning of your life with Christ, and it is an adventure that's incredible. And one day, um, we're gonna quit the adventure. We're gonna quit the walk. We're gonna change locations. We're gonna be joined with Christ forever in heaven, and everything changes. We will then know it as it is fully. But until that time, we're going to see through a glass darkly. We need the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. Hey, thanks for joining us during this podcast. And it's been a blast talking to you about the Holy Spirit. Next podcast, we'll talk about spiritual gifts. God bless.